Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of my podcast. Today I have a really special guest who has been my friend all throughout college. Niati, introduce yourself. Hi, hi everyone. Um, my name is Niati Gandhi, and I guess the reason Alyssa invited me today is because uh, my mother is an infectious disease specialist. Um, she's a doctor and she works at hospitals. She has a lot of COVID patients that she sees and treats um, as a consultant. And also she's a primary care doctor. Um, and with the pandemic going on, um, Alyssa thought that I could give my perspective as um, someone who has family that's healthcare worker. Um, so thank you for having me on here with you today. Thank you so much for coming on. We actually recorded this episode before, at least we tried, but since we are doing this all through Zoom, the audio kept cutting in and cutting out, and it just sounded like we were both drowning underwater, and so, we, <laughs> yeah. So thank you for coming again on my show one more time. Like, thanks so much. Like, you're a trooper for that. You, you honestly could have been of like, course. nah, girl, I'm tired. Like, just upload whatever you have. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Nia T, her mom is a, an infectious disease doctor who works with COVID patients. And my dad is an ER nurse who works one-on-one -on -one with COVID patients, too. And I feel like because we are, like, the children of healthcare workers who are frontliners during this whole pandemic, I, I feel like we have a different perspective. And that's not even to make us sound all high and mighty and like we know it all. Um, it's just the fact that we can both relate and listen to both our parents' experiences. And because of that, we just see the whole pandemic and this whole virus in a different way. Like, how like it I know for me um I mean I got sick back in March and then I me and my dad got sick back in March because um my dad caught COVID from his patients at work and he didn't know at the time and that was really just the beginning of lockdown so I wasn't going anywhere I was working remotely from um for like school and work and so I wasn't going anywhere there was no way I could have caught it but my dad caught it from his patients and then seeing my own aunt die from COVID because she was also an ICU nurse dealing with COVID patients. So how has the pandemic been for you and how are you coping with it? Um, well, I think like a lot of people, it's been really difficult. Um, everything has shifted, online classes. I'm still in college right now. Um, my internship over the summer was virtual. Um, and then I don't really get to see any of my friends in person. And the only way to talk to people is through Zoom or FaceTime, so it's definitely a very different way of life, and that's very difficult to adjust to. Um, and then it's also hard, like, being stressed about it and and seeing, like, the way that some people are not taking it as seriously as they should, while my mom has to work really hard um, at the hospital, so that's also been really difficult. Um, and I guess the way I've been coping is like trying to stay in touch with family and friends 
because it could be like really easy to get disconnect disconnected from everyone from not being able to see people um and then make you feel even more lonely so i've been like trying to make a, a bigger effort to reach out to people and i think that's been helping me a lot i'm um, just staying in touch with friends and knowing that they're like i'm not alone we're all going through all of this together yeah. and someday it'll be over you know yeah no, I, yeah, I, I totally relate with that, and, like, I'm not even gonna lie, like, I feel like, again, like you said, like, we're all in this together, it's not even just us, it's literally the whole world, and there's nothing, no, no one comes above this, like, we all just, I feel like this whole pandemic has just been a humbling experience, um, for all of us, and I kind of want to touch upon, like, the topic you brought up earlier how you see your mom always working so tirelessly like day in and day out and not and then people who you'll see maybe some of your own friends who will go on social media and they'll just do post pictures of whatever they're doing and it's like they're not taking things as seriously like that's a struggle to me that's definitely a frustration especially back in the summer my aunt had just died of COVID. She was an ICU nurse working in a COVID unit. And then when the phases of opening were happening, everyone was just going bananas. Like people were going to the beach and huddling together and throwing house parties. Like I literally, I had friends over the summer throw house parties and invite me. And it was just something that kind of triggered me because it's like I'm, I'm frustrated because my aunt died and my parents work with COVID patients one-on-one -on -one. and so this is an indirect slap in the face to those who are risking their lives every day and it's so it's so unnecessary like we don't need to be partying right now we don't need to be congregating with a bunch of people right now what we have to focus on is we have to maintain the safety of the people around us because if we if say i were to go to a party or i were to go to an outing of some sort with a bunch of people i don't know where they've been they don't know where i've been but we can't just assume that we're all safe just because we're not you know like feeling bad but if I were, if God forbid one of the people in that group was sick and asymptomatic and I were to take that home to my family, like that would be the end of it. And there's so many instances and stories that I've heard of people who hang out with their boyfriends, but the boyfriend was at a party the night before and the girlfriend didn't know and he was asymptomatic and obviously they were together and she was asymptomatic as well and brought it home to her parents who eventually got hospitalized with really bad cases. So it's not something to take lightly. Um, and it's just something that frustrates me. Like, what is your take on that? Like, you have to feel frustrated too. Yeah, I definitely do. And I feel like it's just, it's not worth it at this point to like be hanging out with friends or going out here and there. Like I've seen a lot of people reason it by saying like oh like if I get sick I'll get 
better soon and it doesn't matter like they don't really care about getting sick but it's like it's not about you it's about everyone else around you you know like you don't know who else you might come in contact with and then what about your family and then the people the other people that you come in contact with their families and it just that's how it spreads so like that's really frustrating as well to see like people not taking it seriously and doing whatever they want because they personally don't care about the consequences but it's like by by doing all these reckless things you're endangering everyone else around you and you they're not they don't get to have a choice in that like those families didn't choose to get exposed so i think it's just unfair when they do that exactly and it's not like it's not like they haven't been told over and over and time and time again don't hang out with people who live outside your own household. Don't congregate in groups. You know, like social distancing, wear a mask, and maintain good sanitation and hygiene. Like, these are common sense things that we should have been practicing way before the pandemic, in my own opinion. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like this whole pandemic has really just... Well, one, people at this stage are really tired of it. We've been in this pandemic for nearly a year already. That's, like, wild. So people are getting exhausted. And two, people are are just being selfish. And I don't know how people are able to find excuses to justify their behavior when they know it's wrong and also it it just doesn't make sense because there are a lot of people who will still go out and travel and will still go hang out and party with groups of people and dine out with groups of people who aren't within their own household but they still like they don't practice what they preach they agree with all the safety measures that we've been taught over and over again, but their actions say another thing. So they're, in a way, they're like, like it just blows my mind, um, but that's their business, I guess. But I also wanted to talk about like this pandemic exhaustion because it's so real. Like, how do you feel at this point? We're nine months in. Or 10 yeah, months it, in. I mean, it is, it, yeah, it does get tiring. Um, and we all, I'm sure we all feel it. Um, and I, I don't know, for me, I'm just trying to be optimistic. And also, like, the sooner people start practicing all these social distancing things, the, the sooner we'll get out of this. So I don't know why people don't get that, but that's another issue. Um, but also like, like, it's nice to see like the vaccine rollout and even if it's slow, like at least, at least it's moving along. Like I also was thinking about it the other day. Like I remember a few months ago, they didn't have enough COVID tests around. Right. And they were like, where are the tests? We can't get tested. Like there, we don't have enough. And now I see them doing it on the sidewalk. (laughs) I know. it's you know it's crazy how things can change even in a good way um so quickly so like right now maybe people are complaining that the vaccines are not here they're too slow whatever but like who knows in a few months maybe it'll be much faster and we'll be really close to the end so you don't know like things might change it might get better so i just try to keep that in mind even though it's getting tiring like 
just try to stay positive, make it through. That's a really good answer. That's a really good answer. Like I, for me, I'm, I don't know. Like, it's just hard for me personally to like stay positive, um, throughout like hearing all the things on the news. For me, it's really a mix. Like I'll have days where I'm completely emotionally stable, but then there are days when I'm like, holy shit, like I'm depressed. Like I'm in a rut. Like this is horrible. So like, um, it's just, I feel like it's a big up and down for all of us emotionally and mentally, but I do also kind of have that I, I tried to envision the the light at the end of the tunnel and it was funny like I was making um a joke back in like late November because that's when we were kind of hearing about like the news about all these vaccines and like um I think it was either Pfizer or Moderna I was listening to Bloomberg radio with my dad and one of those vaccines, I forgot exactly who was saying that the efficacy rate was at 95%, which is higher than our flu vaccine vaccine rate, which is only 60%. Um, yeah. So I was like, wow, we might be heading towards the beginning of an end here. Yeah. So, so, and I was joking around with my parents and my mom and I was like, hmm, I feel like the probability of this vaccine dropping in December is pretty high. You know, it would be a real blessing. Like, I know there's a God up there if <laughs> my parents are able to get vaccinated on my birthday, which was December 22nd. And lo and behold, my mom actually got a call from her hospital asking her if she wanted to get vaccinated on my birthday. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, th- this is like a birthday blessing. Okay. <laughs> like, um, she didn't get vaccinated because she was like, hell no. Like, I'm going to spend like the day with my daughter. It's her birthday. I'm not going to like, what if, <laughs> what if I get the vaccine and pass out on my daughter's birthday? So, oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, both my parents at this point are, are both vaccinated. Um, I know your mom is too. So, yeah. but yeah, I actually registered to get vaccinated on the New Jersey state website and now I'm on a waiting list. Um, oh, cool. yeah, I'm in New Jersey. How does it work for you in New York? Is it any different? Um, I don't know how you registered. Like I just keep seeing the news and they like, um, keep adding different groups to the list of like who can who who has access right now so i think they just added like people over 65 are able to sign up now um things like that so like different groups of people they're going by groups i don't know if that's how they're doing it in new jersey yeah probably i think that's nationwide yeah okay so but how did you qualify it So I basically just went to the COVID-19 New Jersey vaccination website. I'm sure if you type in all those words into the search engine, you'll end up at the right link. Um, Okay. That's cool. But for New York, obviously, like for you. Yeah. Um, And I basically filled out a questionnaire saying, have you tested positive for COVID in the last few weeks? Um, are you a healthcare worker? What is your job? Are you over the age of 
blah, blah, blah. Are you immunocompromised? Um, just, just like really basic questions. And, um, yeah, sent that in and I got a confirmation email saying, oh, you are on a waiting list. We'll let you know, um, any updates if you're eligible to receive it at any time soon. And I'm like, great. But, um, yeah, you know what? Like I'm kind of impatient. I kind of just want to take the vaccination now. Would, are you willing to take the vaccine? If let's say if tomorrow the odds were in your favor (laughs) and yeah, the odds were in your favor and your mom was like, Nia T, do you want to take the COVID-19 vaccine? I could administer it to you right now. No problem. Would you jump at the opportunity? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's allowed, but yeah, I'll take it. Um, the sooner that everyone can get vaccinated, the better. So yeah, absolutely. And I feel like a bunch of people, there's just a lot of fear surrounding the vaccine because it was developed in such warp speed. Um, usually vaccines take like five to seven to up to a decade to, um, produce and make so that it is effective and so that it is safe and people are really suspicious and like rightfully so too um because this vaccine was produced in a matter of months not even a year yeah so um i was watching a video of dr fauci saying how that the safety measures and Um, The efficacy and science wasn't compromised in the making of these vaccines because of modern advancements in technology. That was what enabled us to produce this vaccine at such warp speed. Um, Mm -hmm. I do believe in that. um, But at this point, I don't even know who to believe or what to believe in anymore. Uh, quite frankly but you know what if I was offered the opportunity to get the vaccine I would jump at it because like I mean if I evaluate my risk properly I feel like you're at the same amount of risk going out and dining with a bunch of people or even at more risk doing so than getting this vaccine that is empirically and scientifically supported by data and science so I mean you have to evaluate your risk um it is scary but I mean there's risk to everything especially in this pandemic so yeah and as more and more people keep getting the vaccine we'll be able to see like how safe it is to take so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and also if 80% of the population was vaccinated, we would be able to um, reach that herd immunity that people have been talking about, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, or it's just like, oh, like, if if you all just let people get infected and infect one another, we'll achieve herd immunity. Um, Do you remember that? Yeah, but it would also wipe about a lot of people so it doesn't sound like a good plan so what do you think could convince people or maybe not convince people but what do you think needs to be done to get people to start acting right 
<laughs> acting right as in uh, practicing the safety measures of social distancing, wearing a mask, and like not going out as much. Um, like, what do you think needs to be done about that? Do you think we'll need to be in another lockdown? I mean, I don't know. It depends on, I guess, how the cases are rising and if the hospital ICUs are filling up. That's why. That's the other thing. Uh, maybe like this would help people understand is that even at this point now, it's not even about COVID. Like, if the hospitals are full of COVID patients, what happens to the other patients? And what happens if the people, someone gets in an accident or a heart attack, and there's no room for them? And you know, that's a normal. Um, reason to be in a hospital but now they're not getting the treatment they need because of covid so like it just doesn't make sense to add to the spread of covid at this point um and i don't know if we could (laughs) convince people to change the way they're acting but like maybe if they like think about all these factors that that it's not really just about them anymore it's about like their families and everyone else around them, people that you don't even know that it could spread to. Um, And then also the hospitals, like they cannot handle the pressure um, from when the cases rise too much. So like there's all these factors to consider and it's just like, you know, better to be social distancing and wearing masks and doing whatever you can do your part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed, especially with, now that hospital beds are completely filling up, you know, like for like my parents tell me about what happens at work. Well, not in specifics, but they tell me that because their hospital beds are all the way filled up with COVID patients and more and more and more people keep coming every single day, more cases, they discharge people who s- still have COVID who are still sick, but and but they make sure that they're still somewhat okay to be discharged. Like, you would think that these hospitals would allow these patients to stay until they're completely COVID like negative, but they still discharge COVID patients, um, especially if I guess if they're on the milder side. Um, but they send people home to make space for new patients to come in. This pandemic is so serious. Um, yeah, not definitely not to be taken lightly um, at all. But yeah, you would also think that since we are at an all-time high in cases, a national all-time high, record-breaking, um, you would think that we would go into another lockdown, um, and we're not, um, which is interesting. Our numbers are higher than they've ever been since March, and things are still open. Outdoor dining is still a thing. Even in New Jersey, I know New York, um, they banned indoor dining, but even in New Jersey, indoor dining is still allowed. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. Why? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. I know that our governors and, like, the governor of Connecticut, like, worked together somehow on regulating the the whole virus, um, which I think they did a pretty good job at. 
but also you you can't really control people people want to be able to do whatever they want to do and I feel like if they I, and I feel like they know if they were to enforce another lockdown it would just be chaos like I people would just not abide by it yeah that's the hard part I don't know um like what their threshold hit is for another lockdown but I it seems like they're pretty reluctant to do it again because of the economy and the, maybe the restaurants the businesses so that's a tough choice but I don't know it's just hard like that we we see the the impact like um, maybe not directly, but indirectly through our parents, and we know how serious it is. So it's like pretty easy for us to see what the right choice is. But yeah, exactly. people have different priorities. Yeah. yeah, and you sometimes, like I, thankfully. I live in a city that abides by mask wearing and no one where I live really has a problem with it except I've seen like a few people here and there in supermarkets with their mask like completely like under their chin and I remember seeing like this one woman in ShopRite walking around ShopRite with her mask completely off and she was in the shampoo aisle taking shampoos off the shelves and like sniffing the bottle like putting the bottles to her nose and like sniffing it and then putting it back on the shelf i'm like girl if god forbid you have covid and someone gets that shampoo you were just sniffing and that has covid on it it's just it's very rare that you see people like that but for the most part people here are and people in new york too um we've been really good with the whole mask wearing nobody's really been acting up about that all right um i feel like all of this talk has just been like really sad and negative but i really do see a light at the end of the tunnel and i do see a silver lining and i feel like if there was any silver lining to this whole pandemic is that um less and less people have been contracting the flu and that's because people are diligent in wearing their masks. So that just goes to show that masks really do work. Um, It just so happens that COVID is more infectious, so you're more likely to contract it. But people, um, like my parents are seeing in their hospitals that there are very, very little to no flu cases and it's flu season. So that does mean that people are doing their due diligence and being responsible wearing a mask. I mean, do you see any other silver linings in this whole thing? Um, I don't know if it's a silver lining exactly, but just like it's made, at least for me, it's made me realize like to appreciate all the little things that we have. Like even if school is online now and it's hard to see friends, like at least I can still talk to people through online, like virtual meetings um at least my family's healthy i'm healthy um and like we'll hopefully get through the pandemic soon so like keeping all these things in mind and staying like aware and and optimistic and just like trying to appreciate and not take for granted that's another thing like 
a lot a lot of us probably took normal things for granted yeah. before like going to school you know, like taking the train going and to when, the movies the day yeah going to the movies going to a restaurant indoors like all these things that seem li- really small but now like when when the time comes that we can do them again we'll all be really appreciative of all the things we can do again so that's a nice thing to think about very well put very well put yeah guys take care of yourselves wear a mask socially distance when you're out in public don't congregate congregate with a group of people do good practices and if we all work collectively we'll be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel much much sooner and i can see it in sight very soon so again shout out to my girl neity for joining me (laughs) on my of course joining me on this episode it was a pleasure speaking to you um hope your mom is staying safe thank you i hope both your parents are staying safe you safe as well yeah guys if you guys are interested in listening to more content i have eight other episodes here on my playlist that you can go and listen to but other than that i will see you in the next upcoming episode thank you guys and goodbye thank you bye bye